This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, well, you're doing that, Nicole. I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Expires on, best buy, used by, best before. Are these food labels really helping? Or are they just there to scare us? Today we ask the question, do expiration dates really matter? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaiti. And Nicole, this podcast is all stemming from an office dispute that we had. <laughs> this is now, like, this is our functional HR. Actually, we, we have a lovely head of HR, Esther Rolls. Hi, Esther. Um, what's up, Esther? <laughs> but, uh, You're listening to this, I'm sure. But we're going to be hashing out this dispute right now because you threw away my yogurt. I didn't throw away your, your yogurt. V threw away the yogurt. Under your orders. You ordered V oh to throw away God. the yogurt. Yogurt. Don't you dare pass the buck to V on said, this one. I said throw the crap away that's no longer good. Okay. But, but everybody knows. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. We all know that some things have expiration dates, but they don't really, like, you know, comply. Like, we don't really, yeah. we don't really like, adhere to those expiration dates. Like, yogurt never goes bad. I agree with that. Ketchup? I- Barely ever goes bad. Ketchup does go bad because I have had expired ketchup. So your official stance on do expiration dates matter? Sometimes, most of the time, a lot of the time. literally never. Literally never. They are an absolute scam from the get-go. 
you just said ketchup goes bad. It goes bad, not according to the expiration date. Mm-hmm. The dates don't matter. Food certainly does expire. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the health risks are overblown by people. Okay. I think for whatever reason, people started thinking that if you eat food that is expired, you'll get sick. That was the messaging that I always grew up with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Was that like, oh, the milk's past the expiration date. You're going to get sick if you drink it, which yeah. rarely ever happens. The, the most serious forms of foodborne illness have absolutely nothing to do with the age of the food, and they especially have nothing to do with the expiration dates. Yeah, Yeah, most of it happens in in processing and in the preparation, things like that. But the actual expiration date doesn't matter. The only reason I know that ketchup goes bad, you've heard this story. You've heard that. Nicole's heard the story. story? I'll tell it anyways. Uh, So my lovely girlfriend, Julia, is a bit of a food hoarder. She does not throw anything away. When I first went over to her apartment, maybe like the fourth or fifth time that, you know, we ever saw each other, um, I don't even remember what I, it might have been breakfast. That sounds salacious. But anyways, I like to put ketchup on my eggs. <laughs> what is this? Okay, keep going. Anyways, I like to put ketchup on my eggs and I go into her fridge and I see a bottle of ketchup and the ketchup is like a little bit brown. It was mm-hmm. Sir Kensington's. Okay. And so you without, just thought it was like organic. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, I thought it was like a new fancy balsamic ketchup, right? Yeah. Uh, and I put some on my plate and I ate some with my eggs and immediately it was like, a really tannic wine, mm. the way that it almost kind of takes your breath away and like sucks the moisture sure, yeah. out of your cheek. Like it tastes like I was being poisoned. Uh, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I looked down at the expiration date and it was like four years expired. Okay, that's a little. And so that, gnarly. in that sense, that expiration date, it didn't necessarily matter. But it was nice to know that this ketchup was bottled roughly five or six years ago. That's just gnarly. Dude. And so, like, I don't know how to help that you. is to say the expiration date doesn't matter. Trust your palate. If something tastes really, really terrible, it's probably not great for you. But it also isn't going to get you sick, which is a thing that a lot of people think. I have a story for you about expiration dates. So one time when I was working on a photo shoot, as I used to do, um, we were we were hungry. We were you know we were just a little bit what is it peckish and uh, good we use had, of peckish. Love thank that you word. so much. So uh, we had these snacks that we were photo- that we were photographing. Okay, and uh, I. T- <laughs> I told the photographer, I'm like, yeah, pop one of those open. Let's see what it tastes like. And then she's like, it expired like two weeks ago. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I work as an R&D chef, which I used to do. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. Expiration dates are kind of just there. Just open it. Eat it. No problem. And then we we ate one. And then we were like, that's really good. Let's open another one. And then we saw it had mold on it. But what happened? Nothing. Exactly. I felt gross and I was ashamed of myself and I told her that, hey, don't listen to me anymore. I'm kind of stupid. Okay, so I I was actually reading this report from a gastroenterologist who Mm -hmm. a journalist was asking what actually happens if you can consume food with mold on it. And he's like, you might get sick, but it's not going to be getting sick from the actual mold. Mm -hmm. You're literally going to be getting psychosomatically sick from your reaction to it, right? Interesting. So I have a mold allergy. Like if I have penicillin, I can like die. Oh, oh God. Okay, well, that's serious. I was actually going to talk about that. So mine's a little bit different because I have an actual penicillin allergy. That makes sense. Well, have you ever eaten moldy food and gotten... Well, I love blue cheese. (laughs) I think that's a different... I don't know if it makes me itchy or if it's psychological. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, there's different strains of mold, right? What are they called? Sure. Uh, mycotoxins that develop from, mm-hmm. from mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like the strain that's used in blue cheese has a long history in cheese making, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but these kind of like <laughs> free-floating molds that can develop on foods, because there have been a couple Spores. cases mm-hmm. of deaths from moldy food. 
Interesting. Uh, pancake mix. There were a couple cases of death, but that was from people with severe mold allergies that cause like respiratory anaphylaxia or whatever. I'm just kind of using sciencey words that indicate bad things for people. But so that has actually happened, but it has nothing to do with the actual expiration date. Interesting. Because expiration dates mean nothing and there's no standardized system to put them on your food whatsoever. And this all kind of started, uh, one, there's a weird report that Al Capone's brother, Ralph, is the reason that we have expiration dates on milk. Ralph Capone. (laughs) Ralph Capone. I like that better than Al Capone. Sounds better. I feel like he didn't get nearly as much publicity, which meant he probably had like a better, more stable life. Okay. You know what I mean? But anyways, there's like a weird story in the 30s about how Ralph Capone's f- child or friend's child got sick from expired or from from, from tainted or bad milk. Hmm. Uh, but none of that's actually verified. It was from like one granddaughter's memoir that was like, you know, Ralph's the reason we got dates on milk. And everyone's like, who paid you to write this book? <laughs> um, but the modern movement of putting these labels on food came mm-hmm. in like the 1970s. Okay. Um, and grocery stores would literally just have their own labels. They would put on food. They'd be like, ah, probably eat this cheese by... By this date, I don't really know. There were a bunch of bills that Congress tried to pass through to really consolidate everything and being like, hey, we should like actually test this and consolidate it and do a federal system for how long foods last. And everyone was just like, nah. And so it just never happened. And that's the craziest thing. And the biggest evidence that expiration dates mean nothing because no one can decide what they are or the language used on them. And it causes like really bad things to happen, right? Okay. Like you like throwing what? away my freaking yogurt. Nicole, I didn't I throw keep, it away. V threw it away. I keep Faye zero percent Greek yogurt in the fridge because it is a great high protein snack, and I'm a big boy. I never throw away the yogurt. I know that you don't throw away the yogurt, so I don't throw away the yogurt. Yogurt never goes bad, right? I think yogurt never goes bad. I've had yogurt that's been sitting in my fridge for like months. I've scraped the mold off yogurt. And, well, I've never done that. I've never and done I, that. Before. And that's I, a little bit too far. But. And I feel absolutely nothing uh, about that. Do you scrape mold off of any food? No. No? You see mold, you're done? Because I have a mold allergy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Toxic mold. You have asthma. Yeah, exactly. My, my, (laughs) my. (laughs) Do you you have the note that got you out of PE? No, my parents never did that for me, unfortunately. But, um. I, toxic black mold and asthma is not a good combination. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, I've never like taken the mold off of food before because if I see mold on it, I just throw the whole lot away. If you never scraped mold off of your food growing up, you're bougie. Okay. That's my I'm official. Okay with that statement, Nicole. You must declare. I my name is Nicole. Hi, my name is Nicole Anaity, and I am bougie. Thank you. That's my name fa- is Josh Sharon. I ate a lot of old cheese. <laughs> I guess I just never leave. To be honest, I just never try to leave food in the fridge. Once I see like, once I see a like, uh, like mold or like a spore or like it kind of like wilting, I just know like, hey, this isn't good anymore. I don't want to consume this. I don't want my loved ones to consume it, so I'm just going to throw it in the garbage. But expiration dates. If the milk is like. Three days past the expiration date. I'm not throwing it away. I give it the old sniff test, you know? Yeah, the sniff test is the most important test. Yeah, but you can't only do the sniff test. You got to pour the milk in the glass and see if there's chunkity chunks in there. Disagree. Disagree. If the chunkity, no, no, no. Seriously, if the chunkity chunks don't smell, I'm I'm a You I'm drink curdled milk? I'll drink curdled milk. I, I you ever had you, butter sir. milk? Buttermilk's literally Of course milk. I've had buttermilk. Yeah, not straight the from thing. the jug. It's, like it's a homemade buttermilk, baby. No way. It's I'm halfway sorry. to cottage cheese it's basically a ricotta in a jug you realize how expensive ricotta is (laughs) you're throwing away that fresh milk ricotta ew dude no 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 no. i can't do that i'm sorry um there's like limits to my grossness you ever like smell milk and go back for a second smell and know that it smells bad and just decide to drink it anyways no no never 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 if it's bad it's bad 
Nah, I disagree. Um, but what also, are you okay. About? So my and maybe you can fact check me on this. Okay, go um, for it. I don't believe that I've ever had a foodborne illness. Well, again, I've knock never had on food wood. poisoning. Knock on wood. Knock well, on wood. Well. Um, I I believe that I likely take more risks than other people mm-hmm. on my food, and this isn't so. you know to say that that is necessarily evidence uh, of anything, but I think people. We've been taught to play it very, very, quote unquote, safe okay. with our food like that. As in, you know, if it's past the expiration date, uh, throw it away. Your pork has to be cooked to like 165 degrees, things like that. Um, and, you know, even things that don't actually help people stay safe at all, including I remember growing up and watching my mom wash chicken in the sink. Saying you got to wash the bacteria off yeah, of it. Yeah, a lot of people wash their chicken. I think that's another debate. Should you wash your chicken? Yeah, that's a whole thing that I, I've learned <laughs> gets toxic so fast on the internet. Yeah, people like to wash their chicken with like vinegar. It is, and, and a lot of those are like cultural things, yeah. right? My mom like cooks her, her salmon, not cook, she cleans her salmon in salt water. Interesting. So like there's like a bunch of different like people do what they want to do. But yeah, it doesn't like the health. What is it called? The FDA say like not wash your chicken. Yeah. Every health organization out there is just like don't wash your chicken. You are spreading water droplets with salmonella around. Um, and if you actually look at how people get sick from food, it has nothing to do with consuming mold. It has nothing to do with following expiration dates. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with just like contaminated water droplets sitting near your food. Ugh. That doesn't get heated because heat kills, right, a lot of bacteria. Not not all of it. There's certainly cases. But if you look at the biggest food, the biggest and deadliest food outbreaks in history, hold up. I was making a little list kind of just from my memory because I am fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2011, a, a listeria outbreak uh, from raw cantaloupe killed 33 people. It was from a farm in Colorado. In the United States in the United of America? States. In 2011, Shut under up. Obama's watch, 33 people. <laughs> I, and I only say that because a lot of people, not to get political on this, but a lot of people when, you know, Trump sort of was gutting the FDA and uh-huh. people were saying that food safety standards are going to drop, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like our food safety standards are they're really high. They're, they're kind of really high, but they still, you know, a lot of it's decentralized in a way in the way that even now – um, different states have different labeling laws required for expiration dates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and a lot of things have been slipping through the gaps for a long, long time, including 2011 was like the deadliest food outbreak. And I think 100 years, the last one was like uh, typhoid in the oysters in New York oh in 1915, no. That's so which exciting. killed 150 people, which is wild. Typhoid in the oysters, eh? It's typhoid in the oysters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this cantaloupe outbreak uh, killed 33 people and it all had to do with just corroded, moist factory equipment that, like, had listeria introduced into it from a uh, dump truck, essentially. And no one knows where the original listeria came from because listeria, if you look at all these food outbreaks, most of it just comes down to, like, poop. Like, there's poop in the food. The poop got in the food. No, I'm dead serious. If you are concerned... (laughs) I don't like this Nicole, if you're concerned about food safety, you have to worry about where the poop in your food is. Do you mean, like, the manure or, like, people poop? People poop. Sometimes it's people poop. Sometimes it can't be people. There was an E. coli outbreak in bagged spinach back in 2006, and the origin was people poop. Because we don't pay farm workers a living wage, they get paid by how much they pick. And so, if they don't have time to go to the bathroom, they poop in the field. 
And then, so, you know, literally, like, I mean, raise wages for farm workers, and we won't have as many people die from E. coli in the spinach. A lot of it does come from animal poop as well. Yeah. And things are supposed to be washed and treated, especially treated with radiation, sure. I believe. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it just don't happen. So there is just mysterious listeria poop bacteria that ended up in a factory, maybe through a dump truck. They couldn't find it in the original soil on the farm that the cantaloupes come from. But that's what it is. It's just like crappy factory equipment that isn't cleaned properly, stagnant water that was sitting on the conveyor belt of the cantaloupe truck, whatever. And then 33 people are dead. Meanwhile, not a single person dies from like, oh, there was some mold on my Prego. Can we pivot really quick? To what? I, what? I love this conversation. I don't want to talk about this I want to talk anymore. about the time hot dogs killed 22 people in 98. <laughs> okay, fine. Talk about the hot dogs. And hot dogs killed 22 people in 98. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it, was, it was Listeria again. Listeria oh, is like the biggest scary. killer. Everyone's so worried about raw chicken and salmonella. And it's just like poop-based Listeria on Ew. raw vegetables. What do you mean poop? a body What count. do you mean poop listeria, on the hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> it was poop at some point. And again, a lot of it's coming from factories. And then the thing with hot dogs that's unique, or uh-huh. at least packaged vegetables have, or unpackaged vegetables um, can have an opportunity to breathe. You get poop in a hot dog. There's so many <laughs> preservatives in it that that's sitting there. You could have, right, there's hot dogs in our fridge that have been there for like four months. And I'm like, well, no, it's a uh, hot dog. I throw them away. And then you say, where are the hot dogs? And I say, I throw them away. And then you're like, why did you throw the hot dogs away? <laughs> Give me the poop hot dogs. Where's my Hebrew natties? I need my Hebrew natty oh lights. That's God. what I call the low-fat Hebrew, Nat- Hebrew nationals. We should make a beer out of Hebrew nationals and call it Hebrew natty light. I'm fully sold. Uh, but anyways, the hot dogs are sealed, and then most people don't eat them for a long time because they're so well-preserved. So there's just like five months of poop bacteria I have, spread. I have like a like a creeping itch from like the base of my of my spine yeah. to like my hair right now. I'm hoping our listeners do too. Ugh. Because I want people to wake up from this idea of like right, people call into question my food safety practices sure, in the kitchen. Yeah. And they're like, Josh is wearing gloves. That's crazy. They're also my mom. <laughs> Wait, did she the, say that? No, she doesn't watch our co- My mom doesn't even have, my mom has no social media. I don't know. I thought maybe you were showing her a video or something. No, 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 no. Uh, but no, like, uh, for instance, I was like cutting raw chicken on a cutting board, put that into a soup, and then was cutting vegetables on the same cutting board and put that into the soup. And people yeah, are like, you can't cut vegetables on the same thing as raw chicken. I don't recommend chicken. that either. It's going Going into a soup, Josh. It's cooking I for five hours. I get that, but I just don't recommend it either. It's the poop also, hot dogs. Also, we- <laughs> not me, Nicole. It's the poop hot dogs that are killing also, people. Also, you know, we use wood and we cut chicken on the wood cutting boards, and that's a big no-no. Yeah, it's porous. Porous. It, it contains. I, again, porous. I'm not a hero, Nicole. You shouldn't do that. I agree. That Can wouldn't we talk fly about in a restaurant. Expiration dates again with your yeah, poop yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, I like the poop hot okay. dogs. <laughs> it's just a funny phrase. Josh, you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about expectations. Can I have one more tangent? You already have one two, the, but oh, sure, Okay, so I'm so sorry. More. One of the last negative reviews we got for this podcast on uh-huh. Apple was uh-huh. just like, great podcast about food, but I think they talk about like poop and vomiting and their negative experiences of spicy food too much. So please, Negative experience of spicy food? I, we must have been talking about, I'm, I may have been talking at the time I ate spicy food and threw up because of it. Oh, and so they were just like, we don't need the gross talk. I'm like, welcome to food. It's disgusting. And food in, in general is disgusting. Yeah. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Have you ever been to like the store <laughs> and you see, okay, have you, okay, so you pick up a bag of lettuce, okay, speaking of lettuce. Yeah, yeah. You take a bag of lettuce home and then it like turns pink the second you see it. But the expiration date says it's good for another two weeks. Then what do you do? What do you do? Oh, I, I eat so many bruised, battered, disgusting vegetables. No, you, oh my God, do you return fresh food to the store? You would. You um, would do that. So not since COVID because they don't take it, but I have so many gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many gift cards from so many stores. Is it like worth the yes. gas money and time? Yes. You always listen. You need for to, 279 let you, iceberg. Let me, let me tell you, it's not just one iceberg. It might be something else. Maybe meat. You might have bought like $40 worth of brisket and then you open it and you're like, that is stanky. Yeah, yeah that, that does happen. That does yeah, happen. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter if it's $2.75 for the romaine or if it's $40 for a brisket. It's the principle of the matter. They're putting food out there that's not safe for people to eat. So, yeah, I'm going to say, hey, I can't consume this. But lettuce that has I rust on it is safe to consume. I mean, I mean, pinking is fine. The proper term is pinking. Pink, oh, oh, the yeah. proper term is pinking, not rust. <laughs> Are you sure that's the proper term or just um, something that one person told um, you once? So I used to work at a at a, at a salad place, a research and development lab for salad. So yeah, it, it, we called it pinking. <laughs> so either take it or leave it. I'm Nicole. I'm but, a scientist. I work in a research development salad lab. <laughs> I did for like five minutes and they called it pinking. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not that it's not safe to eat. But like when I open the bag and I see that there's like, you know, there's wilt and there's like little uh, holes in the lettuce. You better believe I'm returning it. You think I have time for this? There's certain things that do freak me out. I, I'm yeah. not just a monster who is out here consuming things like Hungry Hungry Hippo style. Yeah, me either. And like, I'm not a monster that returns everything that has like a little like boo-boo on it. I'm not a monster. If I see holes that bugs have eaten through vegetables, mm-hmm. I get freaked out. Naturally, as you should. One That's of my like biggest a- fears is that I bite into an apple and there's a worm. Well, like in the movies. Like in the movies. But yeah, yeah, has yeah. that ever happened? Please, someone tell us on Twitter. If that has ever happened, I will give, I will Venmo you $2, but I need photo evidence. I, have, you, have you ever like found something truly terrifying in your food like that? Like a bug? Um, Probably. Yeah, some sort of bug. Like one of those big banana spiders? You seen those? Oh, I was I was eating cereal. I was eating cereal, and there was spider in my cereal. Really? Yeah. Oh my! I thought you were gonna say there were uh, shrimp tails in your cinnamon toast crunch. No, not um, Jensen Carp. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I have in packaged food. I mean, like restaurants, obviously. Like once I pulled like a three foot hair 
out of my mouth and it kind of went down my throat at, from KFC mashed potatoes. Uh, uh, that was a little uh, gross. Uh, kind of ruined uh, KFC mashed potatoes uh, uh, for a little bit. Uh, like, did you complain? No, 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 no. I don't Why complain. Don't you we, complain? we just had this conversation earlier where I was talking about how I will never complain at any restaurant. At, the one time I did, if it is a fancy restaurant where I've spent a lot of money, mm-hmm. I won't even complain. I'll just like raise raised it to their, their attention. Last time it happened was like really sandy clams that I paid like $26 for this beautiful yeah. clam dish and it was just covered in sand. And I was just like, yo, y'all gotta let someone know that they're not cleaning the clams properly. Okay, that's good. And so that, that was about it though. That's it. That's the most I've done in a decade. Nice. Otherwise, I will just eat the bad experience and then I will even feel obligated to go back to that place where I had the bad experience to give them a shot to redeem themselves. That's nice of you. Do you yeah, do that yeah, with people? You. Give people second chances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly, constantly. People but and Sandy Clams. People and Sandy Clams. But you get two. It's like yeah. once the second time happens, then it's a trend and, and we understand. For sure, for sure. Um, but definitely two. Do you smell your meat? All the time. You do, right? I tell, yes. I always make the people around me smell it too just to make sure. Yeah. Always. I agree with that. That that to me is one of the bigger things. Like people will try and look at, you know, beef will sometimes get that rainbow shine on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that's, yeah, I do. And I feel like that's related to like silver skin maybe, but I don't know. Sometimes. I know what you mean. There'll be some like weird kind of browning on it and you'll see like a little like rainbow prism sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But people kind of worry about the color of their meat and that kind of just has to do with exposure to oxygen, which isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily a bad thing. Right. Uh, Like brown steaks don't look as attractive, but people know that. And so they will add they will carbon monoxide gas like things like steaks or ahi tuna to look more red, to look Mm -hmm. more appealing. So it has nothing to do with the actual like date that that product was manufactured, whatever. You know what I hate? Smelly meat. You know what I hate? I hate whenever I open a package of meat and there's like a little sticker on it and the little sticker underneath it is brown meat. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like whatever. You ever buy meat? <laughs> I buy so much meat. Okay, but, okay, I buy too much meat okay, for the planet. Ground beef. You buy ground beef, mm-hmm. okay? And there's a sticker on it that says 90%. And then... <laughs> oh, it's hiding. It's hiding. It's hi- you can't tell the quality they of your beef because the ad. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the worst? It's, it's especially insulting oh. when the picture on that sticker is of fresh red ground beef. And then you take that sticker off and there's just this brown, weepy yeah, crap why? underneath. Yeah, why? Why? That's not nice. But does it make like it taste that. worse? Does it make your mm. eating experience less enjoyable? Have we done? I think we actually did a GMM test on that. Like red meat versus browner meat versus like, uh, you know, yeah, grayish we did. meat. Yeah. And I think the test was inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things are inconclusive sometimes. Yeah. Um, every time I open a package of meat, regardless of if I just bought it from the grocery store, if it's been in my fridge for three or four days... Every single time, beef, pork, chicken, fish, whatever, mm-hmm. I cut it open and I put my nose within a centimeter of it and I smell it. You have to. You have to because that's the only way to tell if it's gone bad. I've I've had meat that smelled absolutely putrid that I bought at the grocery store that day. And it was so funny because every time I do that, Julia, she typically sits on the couch and is like doing productive things as I cook. Uh, and every time I smell it, she looks over and goes like, what's wrong? What's wrong with the meat? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing is wrong. This is how I tell you nothing is wrong is by smelling it like that. And then she was like, no one does that. I'm like, everyone does that or should do that. You know, go ahead. And I didn't have validation until we're watching an episode of Succession. And they're catering, this is going somewhere, they're catering this giant meal. They have this fancy catering company in. Uh And in the B-roll shot, there is a chef opening up a pack of steaks, picking it up to the nose and he's going. And I was like, yes, finally, vindication. Smell your meat, folks. You know what my mom does Hmm. at the butcher? She says, bring it here. And they hang it in front of her and she smells it. Yeah. That's baller. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that now. I think she's passed pass the torch to me. Like, you, you should. Know, I'm married now. I should probably do that for my, <laughs> for my household. You know, smell That's the, the biggest way that your married life is influencing. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that now. I think, uh, yeah. 
I've decided. Yeah. I've decided. Uh, another great point about why expiration dates don't matter, or not even expiration dates, but they why. Kind of matter. Though what? A what where, bit. Where's where's it coming from? It's literally just a way to sell more I don't food. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just blindly trusting. Well, it's like it's like believing in God. Okay. Yeah. You well, just kind of have to have, have faith. Like that date is is Bible. But I mean, don't just sometimes question your faith. Like how all is it? If, if God Every is day I wake if God up. is truly benevolent, Nicole. Then how? No, I'm kidding. Um, God, everyone had that debate when they were 15, right? And they're reading that Richard Dawkins book in English class, just trying to piss Who's off Richard the teacher. Richard Dawkins. Oh, some a hole. Um, but anyways, <laughs> you don't know how long the like produce, how long the meat, how long anything in your grocery store was spent in transit, right? That's true. So when people are like these apples have been in my fridge for a week. I don't know if they're still good to eat. It's like, do you know how long they were sitting on the truck? Do you know how long they were sitting on the grocery store? You have no idea. You only know from your experience. And people not having a good read on that, which is to say, trust your ears, trust your eyes, trust your nose. Mm -hmm. The reason that America wastes between 30 to 40 percent of food, a lot of it is because of that, right? Yeah. Just people throwing it away for the sake of throwing it away because they're like, well, I don't want to chance it. And then that, you know, causes climate change because we're talking about greenhouse gas emissions on calories that could have gone in your body. Sure. We're talking about ending world hunger by developing better, you know, supply chain systems that could take all that potentially wasted food, give that to somebody who needs it. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any of that. So, like, food waste is a real problem. And I know we run a cooking show. We compost. We donate what we can. You know, we do that. In my own personal home, I, like, refuse to throw food away. Like, I am the ultimate. We have food at home. I have, like, canceled a date night dinner. I feel like anyone who listens to this podcast thinks I'm a terrible romantic partner, and that's fine. Uh, I've, like, canceled a date night dinner because I'm like, we have a cauliflower. We have um, a cauliflower at home, and it needs to be cooked. No, I've done that before, too, and I just I just think that's being a responsible person. I don't think that's being a bad partner. I think you're being responsible. <laughs> it's wasting money. You're throwing money down the down the toilet when you do that. I agree. You're throwing money down the toilet, and then that has a massive ripple effect. Like, it's estimated that, what, $165 billion a year goes into wasted food uh, just from American households. There was a study in Britain that said that 20% of all food waste was literally avoidable based on solely the uh, expiration dates. Well, there you go. Uh, And so now there's a big urging from the FDA to companies to start using the term best buy, which is why I feel like I've seen that a whole lot more. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Best Uh, before. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, even use by now they're going for best buy um, just to try and reduce the amount of food that's thrown away I because it means nothing. That. So I respect that. Yeah, me too. That said, you should not care about the best buy date. Care a little uh, bit. Care <laughs> a little bit. Just, care. just use it as a guide. Don't use it as the law. Just use it as a gentle reminder like, hey, if this is in your fridge and you know it's a few days over, give it a whiff. Give it a look-see. Give it a whiff. Use don't, your best judgment. Don't throw it away. Just double, triple, quadruple check. Have your friends smell it. Have your neighbors smell it. Have your dog smell it. Maybe your kitty. It's like how you can't smell yourself, right? If you ever like, I can think, smell myself. Well, that, I Nicole, smell like bacon. I just think you need to put deodorant on. This is kind of awkward. Like We're in a bacon. closed room. <laughs> this is what? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casseroles. First up, we got at DJ underscore Ventropy. Sweet red bean paste is just Asian peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like basically, That's right? That's good. That's a good one. If you look at it, if you look at it, um, one, peanuts very popular across East Asian, South mm-hmm. Asian, uh, heck, Southeast Asian cuisine. Like, it's really popular. Peanut butter is, like, very uniquely an American thing that a lot of people hate. Yes. Right? Like, I agree with this statement. Europeans all universally hate peanut butter and root beer. Why? It's something I have, because it's weird and gross if you kind of, like... But but they like marzipan. Yeah, it's very different. Like, like almond, like the Nutella, stuff like that. It's mm. so different. If you ate peanut butter it. in a vacuum, it's wild. <laughs> Can you put your body in no, that God dang it. God dang it. God dang it, Nicole. What do you mean? You eat a peanut butter uh, in a Hoover? <laughs> That's no, weird. I'm saying, outside of context... In a similar way that a lot of, uh, let's say, white Americans try, like, adzuki red bean paste, uh-huh. and they're like, beans for dessert? That's weird. Yeah, it's a little bit off. It's a little bit confusing for, for the American palate, but once you try it, it is delightful. I am a huge fan. Also, uh, both peanuts and beans are legumes, technically, mm-hmm. so this makes sense for it to be a legume puree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I literally just ate a sweet red bean bun yeah, I gave it to for you. lunch dessert, yeah, and I gave it to you. what a freaking treat oh do you know what my favorite i was telling, I wasn't telling you you know my favorite well, whatever I, telling them. I know but i gave it to you you should say nicole let nicole me gave me <laughs> what was in the nicole kitchen like i have like the me, department nicole head. asked me if she could have, if she could get me one and i said yes that's how you phrase the that's how you phrase the statement it was good point is i love <laughs> i love bean-based desserts okay michelle the fast says burgers are overrated my partner could eat them every day but i just don't get it i am the same as your partner i love burgers cheeseburgers are actually my favorite food of all time and i love burgers but yeah i do agree they get a little bit annoying if you eat them too many times i i, I don't know if i could call them overrated because i also love them i love them i love them i hikey love i love burgers. all kinds too. i love cheeseburgers so much dude do cheeseburgers like- is like my family <laughs> <laughs> cheeseburgers is my life. Uh, no, but I mean, like every kind of cheeseburger. I love the big old yeah. thick boys with mm-hmm. the fancy stuff on. I like the little thin boys with the crunchy iceberg on. <laughs> this is like a little Kim song. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thick ones. <laughs> but it's weird. Cheeseburgers are weird. It's weird that a food less than a hundred years old. We have had thousands upon thousands of years of food history. Think about mm-hmm. like hummus, right? Okay. Hummus. I don't know why I'm putting so much emphasis. Hummus. Hummus has been. (laughs) You're trying to impress, buddy. Yo, I end up on Arab TikTok a lot. I love Arab TikTok. It's the best form of TikTok. I love Arab TikTok. And so I got hummus on the brain. But, anyways, that's been around for like thousands upon thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. So much history behind that dish. 
Cheeseburgers have literally been around for like a hundred. So that. what? That's that doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they're not good. I'm just saying it's like really fascinating that a food that is less than a hundred years old in a wealth of thousands of years of food mm-hmm. history has mm-hmm. taken over the globe. Have you ever wanted to try the place that made the burger with the cool little contraption? Yes. I won't go there. Louis Lunch. Can we go there? It's like one of the other negative reviews in our podcast is mad because we said that Louis Lunch invented the cheeseburger. What? I I don't know if it's cheeseburger or burger, but I want to try it. And also, I do too. So they they steam their burgers in this weird contraption. They steam the cheese in a little tray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. And they put it on like white bread. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Yeah, it's on. (laughs) I want that really bad. And there's like raw onion on it. Yeah, I want it. I I don't know why I'm focused on negative reviews. This person was like, Louis Lunch didn't invent the cheeseburger one star. And I was like, who did? (laughs) <laughs> who, you, you, no one can prove who, who invented what. Like, literally in any single food history, we saw the Flamin' Hot Cheetos debacle, the Caesar salad debacle, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Who cares? You just pick a place and go, them. Philippe the original invented the French dip. Of Did course. they? Probably not. Oh, oh, no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat this burger so bad. Wow. Okay, next. All right, we got at Gristle McThornbody. Toasted English muffins make better burger buns than burger buns. <sighs> it's highly possible that they do. I have you ever have you ever had an English muffin burger? No. I the only time <laughs> Who I did. Who has it? I uh this one it was called like Devil Burger or Diablo Burger in Flagstaff, Arizona. What am I, I going to be a Flagstaff? I didn't Arizona insinuate Jones. that you are. I just said that that's the only time I've had it. Uh, and I've, I'm sure I made one. Was there an egg on it? Yeah, probably. No, actually, it was like a hatch green chili. It was kind of like umami burger-esque. It was around that era. (laughs) Thick burger patty, like melty white cheddar cheese, hatch green chili, some sort of aioli. Yum. And it was on an English muffin. The problem with the English muffin was that it was like way smaller than... Yeah, you have to account for your burger to be the same size. Yeah, Yeah, I can see how like a nice spongy stovetop cooked English muffin could be really nice. It's kind of got a similar crumb structure to like a ciabatta. Did you know that you cook English muffins on on a griddle? Yeah, I just said that. I didn't know that until we made them. (laughs) Yeah, you don't bake them. They're they're literally cooked on, it's cooked like a pancake, but it's a yeasted dough. So crazy. Yeah. And that explains. Everyone should try to make their own English muffins at least once. I agree with that. That's a good recipe to have in your back pocket. Where do you stand on the the burger bun debate though? Because... Uh, Brioche is out, sister. I don't like, I don't care for, I like sesame seed bun. Just normal? Sesame seed bun. Normal bun? You don't get down no. with pretzel buns? I mean, Martin's sometimes. potato rolls? I'm sure. King's I'm, Hawaiian? Well, well when you put, you put that guy in the mix, I love King's Hawaiian just because it's like eating cake. Yeah. It's like cake. I, I love it. I like to add, I mean, I do love King's Hawaiian, but sometimes it's a little too sweet and cakey. Did a, sure. a proper brioche. A lot of places started calling things brioche, so I don't think. They're not brioche. Yeah, yeah it's just like a nice glossy umbrella bun. Umbrella term, yeah. Um, that said, I, I'm an advocate. This is controversial. I'm an advocate for the sesame-seeded Kaiser roll. Mm. Give me a good crusty Kaiser with a big thick burger and the juices kind of take out some of that crustage on the Kaiser. You know what I don't like? Challah bun. Challah bun. Don't too like much. bun. You leave it for Shabbat, then. No, it. I don't like the challah bun. Jero IC says breakfast cereals are overrated. Korean fried rice is the real <laughs> breakfast MVP. So I've had Korean fried rice before um, at Republic, and it was really damn good. You had Korean fried rice at the French restaurant? Yeah, they like to do that sometimes. <laughs> um, with two with two poached eggs, and when you jiggle, it look like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, this is why we can't have nice things. I love cereal. Uh, I think Korean fried rice is probably the best fried rice out in the game, right? A little bit of kimchi, a little I bit like of kochujang. Yeah. Uh, the egg in it. I, I freaking love kimchi fried rice. Um, that said... That is not a substitute good for breakfast cereal. I mean, like, con- congee. 
Sure, no, no, no. A- I think, but I'm saying we need to to flip the association in our mind. Breakfast cereal should not be eaten for breakfast. We need to get that out of our heads. Would you consider rice a cereal? Right. I mean, Rice Krispies are literally there's it's one ingredient and it's rice. So yeah, I think I think they're I know they're not substitute goods per se, but like mm, you could potentially do a savory breakfast. I agree with this person. Yeah, I guess congee is congee, just yeah. the same as Rice Krispies with milk on it, right? Kind of. You know? They're related. Yeah, it's they're both a form of porridge. One's just a quick porridge and the grains have been puffed. Yeah. Um I, I do think it's weird that we eat such like crazy sugary confections I for don't breakfast. Like, yeah, I'm not a sugary cereal girl at all. I'm I am, but cereal. I'm like late night sugary cereal. Mm. To me, that's a munchy treat. Mm-hmm. Uh so I agree with this. Eat eat, eat your Korean fried rice in the morning. Ah, oh, bowl of kanji sounds great. I know, right? Alright, here we go. <laughs> this is gonna incense Nicole at Claire Bell 07. Hear me out. We're hearing you, Claire. Scrambled eggs with cinnamon. What does incense mean? Uh, like you're going to be like worked up. You're going to be in a fit of rage. Because mm, when I Google it, it says uh, a stick that smells good. That's incense, <laughs> not incensed. Oh you're going to be in- God dang it, Nicole. Oh. God dang it. No, I see. I Did see. you like want to be an English professor? What happened? Yeah, I still can if I try real You hard. ever think this job's making us dumber? <laughs> All the time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting smarter in a different way. Yeah, yeah. In an orthodox way. In a way that most people won't understand and won't necessarily bring. No, we're. I think we're doing great. Uh, I, we could always, you know, improve our Are you still Googling quotient. that word? I did. I put a D at the end of it and then it's like, did you mean incensed? And I said, yes. Okay, uh, uh, am I supposed to respond to this? Ew, I don't like this. Ew. <laughs> Is that good? Is that good? Was I incensed enough for you, Josh? We need to hire a wrangler without ADHD to any time we get off topic to just hit us with a cattle prod like Handmaid's Tale style. <laughs> oh my God, one time I was a wrangler for a kid's shoes photo shoot. <laughs> Wow, I did so good. I took those kids. I was like, hey, you want to go play on the seesaw? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one kid was just like not responsive to me at all. I was like, hey, child, let's go play. And he would just look at me and turn around and be like, "Uh, who do you think you are, ma'am? And I was like, come on, let's go play over there in the jungle gym. And then he was just like, no. Was he a diva? Like he was like hot stuff in the child shoe commercial world? I guess. He told me I'd never work in the sun. <laughs> I could end your career, lady. Now get me a juicy juice. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, cinnamon and scrambled eggs. I've never had it. It doesn't sound good. I, I like sugar and scrambled eggs. I don't want it. Cinnamon uh, countered with the eggy smell sounds bad. I love like all forms of curry powder and scrambled eggs. Uh. Give me that eggs burgee. That's a great dish. Um, uh, cinnamon, I'll try it. I'll try it. I eat so many eggs, like too many eggs. Probably going to kill me one day, but you know, we're, we're out here. <laughs> I like eggs. I could eat. My mom. My mom told me that there was a. Actually, my dad. My dad told me that there was a study done in Italy that says, "Baba, if you eat two eggs every day, you never go to the doctor." Dude, I. <laughs> but literally, like a month later, he goes, "Baba, don't eat eggs anymore. It's bad for cholesterol." So I was like, "What is it, Dad? What do you want from me?" My my favorite genre of those stories. They always generate massive headlines. One, so that study probably wasn't a very complete thing. It was studying correlation. My favorite are when there's just like an old Bulgarian woman. She's like this hundred and eight year old Bulgarian woman shares her secrets on life. How have you been so old? And she just goes like. <laughs> Dr. Pepper and cigarettes. And I was like, there it is, folks. The secret to living a long life is Dr. Pepper and cigarettes. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a statistical outlier. And maybe you shouldn't just drink Soviet-era Dr. Pepper and cigarettes. 
<laughs> Maybe there are other causes. Maybe sh- the telomeres or whatever. Uh, anyways, at Devour the Flower says cream cheese and Doritos are good. Yeah. I think that's accurate, but it has to be room temp cream cheese or else it's all screwed up because yeah, your chip gets stuck in it. Whipped. Oh, my God. I love whipped cream cheese. I what? hate whipped cream cheese and I hate you. Why? What did I do to you? I've done nothing but be nice and civil to you since the day I walked through the store. You said to me, hey, you want to be on a podcast? I said, sure, boss man, whatever you say. <laughs> Nicole showed up to her job interview in like a full pantsuit and I was wearing like flip flops and shorts and then or something. the next day I came in a t-shirt and jeans and shoes like ready to work. I'm like, what am I going to do? And you're just like, hey, just fill out some forms. I'm like, oh, we're not doing anything today. And you're like, no. Onboarding like, forms like, are important. I'm like, I'm ready to Get in there. How many bull testicles can I fabricate? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, this has a bad word in it. I can't say it. Which one? Susie. F- Who said a bad word? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Susie Fukin Homemakers. <laughs> Susie Fukin. <laughs> Susie Heckin Homemaker. <laughs> Susie Fukin Homemakers. <laughs> It sounds like a Japanese last name when you say yeah, like, yeah, yeah. F- Fukiho. <laughs> Susie Fukin Homemaker says, grilled cheese goes best with cherry jam. Although a good tomato basil soup will do in a pinch. Cherry jam and tomato basil soup are very different. And um, I believe you, the grilled cheese, it depends what you what kind of cheese you use, like a brie? I'm all about that. <laughs> put the jam in the soup. You put the cherry jam in the soup. <laughs> And that way everybody's happy. We no longer have problems, Susie. You seem like you're having problems. Put the jam in the soup. Next case. <laughs> I want to start acting more like Judge Judy on these because normally we just kind of talk about the opinions. I want to give like a ruling like there's a problem to be solved. You're so funny sometimes. All right, like like here we go. At Melissa.Leffer, peas should be eaten mashed with butter, fresh lemon, salt, and pepper. No, they shouldn't stop doing that. <laughs> I think we should give real judgment rulings. Can I be the give people something? Wait, what's the, yeah. what's the bailiff's name? I don't know, but sometimes she'll like invoke the bailiff. She'll just be like, "Craig, Craig, you ever seen anything like this?" She'll be like, "No, no Miss Judge no, Judy, no, no, no judge, me neither, me neither." Bailiff Bird. Bailiff Bird. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the peas with the lemon. That sounds good. I like peas. Uh, okay, I, I peas. don't care for this opinion. Doesn't matter how you like it. I'm proud of you. Um, Isabel Malzi says. Mint chocolate chip ice cream is the ultimate refreshing ice cream. Yes. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> ice cream's not meant to be refreshing. Oh, my God. Who's eating ice cream oh to be refreshed? God, drink so Listerine good. if you want mint. What um, do you mean drink Listerine? Swish it in your mouth for 60 seconds and spit out. And then every ice cream's mint chip. <laughs> Did you know that you're supposed to... <laughs> craziest thing I ever learned about oral health. So did you know <laughs> so that glad when you said you, health. So whatever as opposed to care? No, never mind. <laughs> so you have to brush your teeth and you don't need to rinse it out with water. You keep so you brush your teeth, okay? And then you know you're supposed to like like switch water to get rid of <laughs> What are you talking about? Josh. Nicole, what are you ever talking about? <laughs> You're supposed to just leave the toothpaste on there like a mortar, like bricklaying mortar. Yeah, I saw that on TikTok. There's like a big dentist with like curly hair and like he's like super like. Is he hot? Is he like that guy like Mike, Dr. Mike? He's like a 7.6 out of 10. Sounds hot. (laughs) But you know my standards. Uh, Sorry, was that too awful? He's an LA four, but the fact that he's a doctor makes him like a six. Um, 
No, I'm not doing that. Try it for a week. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. If if TikTok tells me to do something, I'll do it. They've sent me to some weird. I I went down to that cult in Tennessee. I joined it for a couple weeks. What are you talking uh, about? There's a cult in Tennessee. You never seen that? Yeah, they ate a cat. Uh, all right. On that note, thank you for listening. They didn't actually eat the cat. They killed a feral cat that attacked their chickens, and then one was wearing it as a hat. And that caused a big kerfluffle. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Auto with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you all next time.